Welcome to Thrive Podcast. Here, you'll find our weekly sermons, songs, and different other types of content. Subscribe now so you don't miss a thing. I'm going to share on a topic I titled Preparation. Just that. Preparation. Full stop. Preparation. So, the definition that I have for the word preparation is uh, the action or process of making something ready for use or service or of getting ready for some occasion, test or duty. I'll say that again faster this time. The action or process of making something ready for use or service or of getting ready for some occasion, test or duty. So I'm sure most of you are familiar with the quote which says that um, luck is when opportunity meets preparation. Have you ever heard of, of such a statement before? That luck is when opportunity meets preparation. In my view, from that statement, I don't believe in luck, but in my view, uh, it shows that the results would then depend on the preparation more than the opportunity platform. The results would depend more on your preparation than the opportunity platform. So before I start, I'll just uh, have a few examples. Um, a few weeks back, I was given the opportunity to come and uh, minister or share or a teaching here. Well, I, not voluntary, rather, uh, on a crash program uh, setting, but um, it showed me that you know you need to be prepared. Just you have to be prepared in case the opportunity might come to you uh, on something that you were looking forward to. I remember this other day, I was seated uh, in the crowd and AB was sharing and I was like, I want to share one day. I really want to stand before people and share what I have. You know, the opportunity came uh, unexpectedly, but I didn't have anything. At that moment, even, you know, my own, you know, prepared uh, sermon, that if I'm given the chance, I want to tell people this, I didn't have it. I had my phone, I had my notebook, I had, I had everything with me, but I left preparation. And another example, uh, once upon a time in university, I had a crush on this girl. It, it was so bad. I had a serious crush, and all I would say is, I wish I would just have one moment to talk to that girl. And this other time, my friend invited me for a music concert. He was driving. I was like, Rod, are you doing anything? I was like, no, I'm not. Uh, let's go for a music concert. Sure. I get into his car, sit in the back seat. Who is there? My crush. The opportunity was there. And what did I do? The only thing I said was, can you please close the window? It's a little bit cold. It's a little bit cold in here. That's the only thing I did. I didn't have any preparation. All the, all them Google charm notes, I didn't have them at that moment. So preparation is really necessary. So imagine, you know that question where people say, if I give you a million dollars, what are you going to do with it? If I put Bill Gates in this room, what are you going to say to him? Some even say, if you meet with God, what are you going to say to him? The whole idea with all those questions is to ask you on your preparation. Are you prepared for the million bucks? Are you prepared to meet Bill Gates if he comes? What are you going to say? We all have that job, that interview that we want to 
we want so bad, I want to be in the AU, I want to do this, but if they come right now, what are you going to say? So I'm going to talk about preparation, and my key text is in uh, Matthew 25, verse 1 to 18, to 18, actually. The parable of the ten digits. Then the kingdom of heaven, Matthew 25, from verse 1 up to 18. The kingdom of God, the kingdom of heaven will be like ten virgins who took their lamps and went to meet the bridegroom. Five of them were foolish and five were wise. For when the foolish took their lamps, they took no oil with them. But the wise took plus of oil with their lamps. As the bridegroom was delayed, they all became drowsy and slept. But at midnight, there was a cry. Here's the bridegroom. Come out to meet him. Then all those virgins rose and trimmed their lamps. And then, and the foolish said to the wise, Give us some of your oil, for our lamps are going out. But the wise answered, saying, Since there will not be enough for us and for you, go rather to the dealers and buy for yourselves. And while they were going to buy, the bridegroom came, and those who were ready went in with him to the marriage feast, and the door was shut. After the other virgins came also saying, Lord, Lord, open for us. But he answered, Truly, I say to you, I do not know you. Watch therefore, for you know neither the day nor the hour. So, I'm just going to take a few points. I'm not going to go deep into the story of the ten virgins. But what I just want to pick from it is uh, that preparation is regarded as wisdom. The wise had oil in them. Preparation is wisdom. That's one. And then the ten virgins were waiting for something that they knew is definitely going to happen. Those are the two things I just want to focus on. They knew the bridegroom is coming. They knew it. So now let's look at the things that are inevitable or going to happen in our lives. I'm just going to focus on a few things. The things that we have touched on on the series uh, that we have done before in Thrive, just only those. I know that a lot of things are going to happen in your lives, yo. A lot of them, a lot. But I'm just going to focus on five things. So I'm choosing relationships. I thought I'm, I was going to see smiles. Relationships, uh, discipleship and mentorship, dreams or desires, hard times, and waiting. I am sure you do agree that this five, whether you like it or not, they're going to happen in your life. Relationships, family, friends, you're going to have that. You're going to definitely going to have that. Discipleship and mentorship, well, dreams or desires, everyone has dreams, everyone has desires. I can see a Maserati right there, a Lamborghini right there. So dreams, desires, hard times, they're definitely going to come in different magnitudes, of course, but hard times do come our way. Waiting, definitely waiting is gonna come. Or you've already waited, or you're in waiting, or you're waiting for the waiting. So I'm just gonna look into those five things and see how preparation would help us in those five areas that are inevitable in our lives. They're definitely gonna happen. So relationships. It is inevitable that we will definitely be in a particular relationship. Friendship, marriage, uh, family, you name it. But how do you prepare for it? How do you prepare for 
relationship that you're not yet in? How do you prepare to be a dad? How do you prepare to be in marriage? You're not in it yet. So we prepare for relationships by working on becoming the right person to be involved in the relationship. <clears throat> Let me say it again. By working on becoming that right person to be involved in a relationship. The Bible says the golden rule. You remember the golden rule? Do unto others as you want them, as you would want them to do unto you, or love one another uh, as you would want them to love you as well. Do unto others as you want them to do unto you. So we prepare relationship by working on ourselves so that we treat people the way we want to be treated. We work on ourselves so that we treat people the way we want to be treated. I always want to hear, you know, graceful, for, graceful words, uh, words that will minister encouragement to me. So I should work on having content within me that encourages other people as well. So you work on yourself so that we can treat other people the way you want to be treated. I can treat other people the way I want to be treated. So during the relationship series, uh, AB mentioned something. I'm going to quote AB a lot. Uh, he said, singleness is a gift which is not permanent, but preparation time to work on ourselves. It is time to work on ourselves. When you do not have a family yet, that's the time to actually work on yourself. So that when the family comes, you would know how to treat them. You don't learn to be a... Someone said you don't learn to be a father when you become one. I don't know if that is true, but it was his sentiment. You don't learn to be a good boyfriend or girlfriend or wife or husband when you actually find that person, but you learn that when you're alone. They said one person who knows how to be alone would be able to be with someone else. Because you know you want to be you want you want to be treated, right? So you would learn how to treat people the way you want to be treated. So imagine if um, uh, right now if we just if you're single, if we just give you that person that you want, that you really have in your mind and your picture, are you prepared or are you are you ready for that? Food for thought tonight answer that one. And one person also said that a good marriage excuse me a good marriage or relationship results when good people meet after preparation. When people meet after preparation, individual preparation. When those people meet, something good will come out of it. Because you know, I want to be treated right. So I wouldn't shout at anyone because I don't want anyone to shout at me. I wouldn't do anything weird because I don't like weird stuff, you know? So that on relationship. Let's move to discipleship and mentorship. <clears throat> we talked about discipleship at some point and how discipleship requires fat people, fat in abbreviation, uh, meaning faithful, available and teachable. 
a lot of a lot of people require like a lot of people uh, say that I want to have a mentor uh, I want to have a mentor I would wish if I had a career mentor I would wish if I had a mentor in church but are you ready for it are you actually preparing for it there's a preparation to it are you preparing for for that desire in mentorship or to be discipled um, and how do we prepare uh, for that being faithful being available and being teachable if you have those qualities you can be mentored if you have those qualities you can qualities you can be discipled some people might be want to be a mentor for someone i want to disciple someone but are you preparing for it do you have content with you if someone because i think in discipleship and mentoring content is really important i would say what are you going to talk about what are you going to share what are you going to mentor on is it business is what are you going to mentor on and if it's business you have to read about it are you preparing yourself for it and um someone said that growth does not occur the moment the opportunity arrives but it starts prior way before the opportunity is vivid you don't start uh to be to disciple people the moment the disciples come to you no you start before i even think that even jesus his ministry started at what 30 and lasted for 3 years but what was he doing since he was born from 1 to 30 preparation 30 years of preparation for 3 years of of execution 30 years of preparation it means the opportunity is not the one that is more important but the preparation was more important it took 80 years for him 30 years preparing for 3 years of ministry so it means preparation is actually important so my next uh, aspect that I'll touch is on desires i think this one is the one that most of us are quite uh, attached to I do have desires. I do have dreams. A lot of them. But am I preparing for them? If uh would give you an opportunity that today like today the opportunity you've been waiting for that job, that dream opportunity, that funding, that investment you've been waiting for is right here. Are you ready for it? Are you prepared for it? Are you prepared to actually uh go for what uh that dream or desire has to offer are you prepared for the hours you're going to be working are you prepared are you prepared for all that are you prepared for the challenges that it is going to bring to you so for, for instance many many of us might say they want to be in business i hear a lot of people when you talk around you be like i want to own my own thing I want to own my own business. I want to be my own boss. But what are you doing to prepare for that? You need to prepare. The opportunity is not the bigger deal. The preparation is. The preparation is the big deal. I have an example. Uh when I was back home, um someone just came and we were having a, a youth service actually. And then he came and I was like, um He was affiliated I forgot the name though. He was affiliated to this investment company and they were having a youth uh, 
investment promotion to uh, to empower the youth. Then he came out like, oh, we're having this in my in my workplace, and I decided to stretch the the hand first to the youth in my church. And he was like, I believe you guys have ideas. You have this. You have this. Uh, anyone who has uh, ideas, I want you to come and pitch those ideas to me. This is just one random, one random Sunday. Just come to church, and then here I am, full of the bucks, and I just come and say, I just want to sponsor one person, and come and pitch to me. And what happened was actually like uh, some people actually started thinking their business ideas there. Some already had business ideas. Well, not to pump myself up, but I just had an obsession in writing the vision down. You know, the Bible says we should write the vision down. I wrote my business proposal at some point, started looking into it, researching it, actually making a document for it, my business plan, proposal, doing my financials, just, you know, for fun, for, for the fun of it. I didn't have uh, an investment opportunity at that time, but it came. And I submitted. Well, not that I knew I was going to get it, but I was prepared, so I was confident that I have prepared for this. And then when the opportunity came, I submitted. And of course, they liked the idea. Because also of the presentation, there were a lot of mistakes and stuff, but it's the preparation that caught the eye. The person actually told me that this looks like you have worked on it. So preparation is key. It's really, really key. Even for, for those that would want to be in business, you, you need to have your business proposal, business plan, idea already with you. Write the vision down. Preparation. We also look at uh, Esther in the Bible. I'm not going to go in the Bible uh, straight up, but one chance. Just one chance. She had to prepare for it. She had the favor and the grace of course, but she prepared for it. And then the moment she went before the king, I mean, the preparation was there, right in front of the king. Even I wouldn't have missed it. I wouldn't have missed Esther. I'd be like, wow. Because of the preparation, you see the work. Like, wow. There's a work to it. She had one chance. And she became a queen. One parade, just walking from the door and going back, and then the king is like, I want that person. You know? The favor and grace was there. God was with her, definitely. But it's the, for me, I think it's the preparation plus opportunity, and she got it. Preparation, I feel preparation is really important. Really, really important. And, um, the next one is, uh, for, Preparation in hard times. I'm just going to go to Matthew 7, verse uh, 24 to 27. It's um, a parable. Matthew 7, 24. Build your house on the rock. That's the title. Everyone then who hears these words of mine and does them will be like a wise man who built his house on the rock. And the rain fell, fell, and the floods came, and the winds blew and beat on the house, but it did not fall, because it had been founded on the rock. 
And everyone who hears these words of mine and does not do them will be like a foolish man who builds his house on the sand. And the rain fell and the floods came and the winds blew and beat against the house and it fell. And great was the fall of it. Hard times will come. The flood will come. The rain will fall in different magnitudes. But it depends on your foundation. Whether you're going to stand or you're going to fall. And the foundation you need to put yourself on is the word of God. It is the word of God. I have an example of uh, my own experience. Uh, a few months down the line, um, apparently there was a COVID variation in our country that just uh, let loose and it was really bad. To a point where every week when you know you're receiving a phone call from home, you just know there's someone who's gone. It's hard times. I've never been in such an, ex- uh, such a, such an experience. Every week, this auntie is gone. Every next week, this uncle is gone. Next week, this person is gone. And it was tough for me. Um, and how did I go through it? Or how did our family go through it? Um, and some cases were really tough to a point where some family members actually lost their lives trying to help my mom and dad. It was really tough. But what kept, kept us strong is just the word of God. And the rock and the foundation that it is. That in hard times when the floods come, you just stand on it. As much as I think we're singing uh, on uh, new wine, in the, in the pressing and in the crushing, and when we're saying that uh, even if I do not understand, like even when you don't understand it, you just stand on, your, on the word of God. And you're so confused and you don't even know what to do. And you just stand on what God says, that you never leave me nor forsake me. That's one of the scriptures that I had to me, that God will never leave me nor forsake me. Even when I felt that, uh, I don't feel like he's here, but I was just standing on the word and it worked for me. So the preparation then, in hard, when hard times come, the word that is in you is the one that comes out. Usually, when hard times come. Sometimes you notice that when hard times come, or failure come, some words like discouraging words that come from the back of your mind is because they have been put in in you. Sometimes by yourself. Where some of them are like, I, I always know I'll mount up to nothing. I always know that I'm a failure. I'm useless. So this is why this is happening. When hard times come, all those things you're feeding yourself in are the ones that are going to come out in the pressing and in the crushing. When you press something, what comes out, what is inside. So the preparation for hard times is to soak yourself, feed yourself with words, the word of God that will build you. When the hard times come, when the pressing comes, what comes out of you is what will make you harder. Like someone said, if you become tougher, life becomes easy. doesn't mean that things have changed, but you have just become tougher. So feed yourself. Feed yourself with the word. Feed yourself with the encouragement. Also feed the, the other preparation for hard times. Um, if you surround yourself with people that are positive, surround yourself with people that would feed in you encouragement. When things go wrong, I always know that when I have a problem, 
there's someone I call first. After God, of course. There's someone I call after God, but sometimes I call them first before I pray. But anyways, there's someone I call. Why? Because I want what is within them that they're going to tell me. They're going to make me feel like I'm a king again. I can do this, you know? That preparation. Surround yourself with people that can build you. People that, that will that will ed- what, what can I say? That will edify you in the time of hardship. When things are good, someone said when you're climbing a mountain, when it's steep like this, you know that it's going to be, it's going to go down, like it's going to be easy on the other side, right? I think that's how it is. Like if you're going through a hill, I mean, if you go up, you know you're going to come down, definitely. So in the good times, sometimes in the good times we relax and forget that you know that steepness is going to come. So in that good, in those good times, feed yourself in those good times. Feed yourself with the word. In those good times, surround yourself with people that can, you know, feed you with encouragement. So that in the hard time, you would have a foundation. You would have a rock to stand upon. Because if you don't, sometimes the hard times when they come, they can shake you. They can shake you. Like literally. Sometimes you might think you are strong, but when they do come, they can shake you so bad, no matter the level of Christianity that you have or the level of understanding of the Bible that you think you have sometimes, at times can come and they can shake you. But what can save you from them? The Word of God. Standing on it. Standing on the Word of God. And not being shaken. And the last one, oh, yeah, one more time. Um, the last one is uh, preparation as we wait, if there's one thing that is so difficult to do, is waiting. Waiting is hard. Even I lose patience sometimes. Waiting is so hard. Um, I think it's one thing that we humans uh, probably do not have that superpower for. Even if you leave a baby here and be like, wait there, I'm going to come. The moment you do this and come back, the baby is gone, crawling somewhere else. It's lack of patience. We have it since we're uh, babies and stuff like that. So, how do we pre- how do you prepare ourselves in, for, for the waiting? Um, the Bible talks about praying without ceasing. Pray. Prayer is really good. It really helps when you're in the waiting. Pray without ceasing. Uh, I think Ebenezer talked about being expectant last uh, last week in, in some part. Be expectant. Be someone who expert, expects God to do something. You know, that God is going to God is going to do this. If uh, God is for me, who can be against me? God is going to do this. The waiting will be easier that way. And um, be hopeful. Be a hopeful person. Just build your hope. Um, the Bible even uh, talks about, oh, and do not worry. Do not worry. Like, uh, trust me, if you're someone who worries and wonders, when the waiting comes, I'm telling you, you will not be able to wait at all because you would always be worrying. Why is this now late? Why is this doing this? What patience will be tough for you if you're someone who is always worrying about things. The Bible talks about do not worry. Um, 
don't worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow is on trouble, don't worry about what to, what to wear, what to eat, uh, is life no more precious by far. Do not worry. I think uh, there's a song by Travis Green, which uh, he talks about worry, and I love that song. Um, I have the words, but I forgot the rhythm. I had planned to sing it, but rhythm yellow, preparation yellow, it lost me here. Uh, it talks about I don't have to worry. Oh, it just came back. Uh, I don't have to worry because it's working for me. He's intentional, never changing. I don't have to worry because he's working for me. I love that song. And it always helps me in the time of waiting. Because I don't have to worry because I know that God is working for me. The scripture again, it says everything works together for the good. For the good sorry. So if I know that God is working for me and not against me, for my good and not for the bad, when the season for waiting comes, I'll wait because I know God is intentional and He loves me. So this is number five, preparation as we wait. So this is what I have on preparation for you today. I hope you grasped something out of it. And um, if you didn't, just know that preparation is important. It's not the opportunity. It is not the opportunity. Someone even said that it is not going to heaven that is more important. It's the life till you go there. The opportunity is not the one that is more important. It's the preparation. And always remember, Jesus took 30 years for three years of ministry. It's quite an example as well. Preparation. And someone said, you as an individual are a result of your preparation. My sermon today or my teaching today is a result of how much I've thought about this, how much I've prepared for this. I am a result of my own preparation. Becca, that's it. I'm a result of my own preparation. And if you prepare yourself enough, trust me, even opportunities sometimes locate preparation. So if you didn't get anything, just know that. The opportunity is not the one that is more important. It's your preparation. That scholarship you want to get, that job you want to get, that life-changing thing you want to get, it's not the one that is more important. It's your preparation that is. So I'm just going to end on this. And uh, thank you very much for listening attentively.